This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit TripSurferVacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by Austin-based company Naturally Hemp's and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD. What we're talking about here is the entourage effect. The entourage effect refers to the stronger effect you get when combining multiple cannabinoids together, as opposed to just CBD. Full-spectrum CBD, or CBD distillate, tends to be more potent and lasts longer. Unlike some other brands that use a spray-on CBD, Naturally Hemp CBD distillate is baked in, so you know you're getting the full dose with each gummy. I personally use them for all kinds of things, like sleep aid or muscle pain. And did I mention they taste great? They got five flavors. Uh, Strawberry, green apple, lemon lime, watermelon, and get this, the orange flavor has vitamin C in it. So, if this sounds like something you could go for, head over to your nearest Create a Sig vape shop and pick yours up today to see for yourself the difference Naturally Hemp's gummies can make in your life. So, like, have you ever had Torchy's tacos, like breakfast tacos? No, not the brick. I've had, uh, see, I usually go for the trashy hillbilly. Um, I've had other people's tacos. <laughs> I, did, I did not mean that I eat other people's tacos. I've, I've had other... You've had other tacos. Other Torchy's tacos. Okay. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're delicious. The breakfast ones are great. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, other people's tacos are good too. Yeah, I'm sure they are. <laughs> but you know what else is great today, Stephen? What's that? It's this episode of Headlock Talk, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. Oh snap! Oh snap! Indeed, and oh my goodness, do we have a lot to talk about? Yeah, a lot happened. A, a lot's happened this week yeah. here in wrestling, and l- let's dive right into it. Last night, NXT Takeover. 25. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So many matches to go over and, and, and to talk about and discuss and dissect. And, yeah. And, I mean, let's just dive right into it. Yeah, I just, I just want to say one thing about TakeOver, one thing that I really respect NXT for. And I remember we talked about this last night as we were watching it. This card is only five matches. Yeah. But every match is great. Yeah. You don't have to have a card... With 70 matches on it, where <laughs> half of them are, you know, lackluster or throwaway. Yeah. This is a pay-per-view event. This is a big moment. And I really applaud NXT for putting 
putting out five incredible matches. Oh yeah, absolutely. Every match uh, had its own feel, had its own vibe. There was something there for everybody, yeah. I feel like. And it was all top quality, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, surprise, surprise, we like TakeOver. Holy right, crap. Right, right. right. <laughs> a bunch of NXT marks over here. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. No. Like we talked about last week, mm. and I'm not trying to reopen another can of worms, but I feel like it's inevitable at this point. Uh-huh. Um, TakeOver is like... It, it it should be one of those things where if you just appreciate good wrestling, no matter the company, you're going to love NXT, yeah. and you're going to love NXT TakeOvers. Mm-hmm. It's in my professional opinion that this is the best product that WWE uh, has possibly ever put out in terms of quality. Yeah. Um, probably the best creation WWE has had ever since WrestleMania. And that's saying a Consistent lot. Consistent quality. Yeah. yeah. Like, in the history of the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Consistent quality. Everything's been great. Um, and, of course, uh, on our debut episode of Brain Busta Radio this week, you can catch it on Tuesday, mm-hmm. uh, we talk all about NXT then and now. And, and uh, we'll be joined by uh, Josh Robinson mm-hmm. from Wrestling Reverb. Good friend. A good friend, awesome dude. And, of course, uh, some wrestling royalty. The queen of NE returns to give us her live perspective yeah. from TakeOver 25. So jealous. So jealous. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to have to talk to her all about it. Yeah. And, and I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll do some headlock talking about it. Ah, this guy, this guy. Well, let's <laughs> let's banter no more. Let's yeah, let's yeah. move on to this this awesome awesome card. Yeah, uh, Matt Riddle versus Roderick Strong. Oh man. Oh my god. It was so so good. I had a feeling like when I saw the card build up, I was like, that match is going to be sneaky good. Mm-hmm. And man, did it ever live up to expectations! Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we we've seen Roger Strong with undisputed era. We've seen Matt Riddle go on a freaking tear through NXT, and uh, seeing these guys in the ring together, uh, it, like you were like you were saying when we were watching it, it's kind of like a clash of styles. Uh, but they flowed really, really well, and um, yeah, yeah, it was just a really solid match. I think their 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 styles really complement each other as much as they clash for right? sure. Um, well, a lot of that's due to the the in ring ability and the in ring, uh, like the in the moment knowledge. Yeah, the uh, the in ring IQ. Yeah, exactly. Of both men. Yeah, is like top top notch. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I definitely, uh, I I like the story. I definitely like the story of it, where it's like. Roderick Strong kept interjecting himself into Johnny Gargano's matches, yeah. and Matt Riddle was the guy who stuck up for him. And then, like the whole Johnny and Adam Cole thing, which is the main feud for NXT right now, splintered off and became also Roderick Strong and Matt Riddle. So mm-hmm. I like how how NXT builds their feuds and builds these stories to where, yeah, let the the main event is the main event. That's the mm-hmm. thing that you want to see. But see how that splintered off and shifted yeah. and becomes different feuds. Like here's a here's a side story that still pertains to yeah oh, yeah, yeah beautiful sure. work beautiful mm-hmm. work and the in ring action was great. Um, Both men had really nice submissions and, and we know Matt Riddle for for really nice submissions, but Roderick Strong definitely held his own in there. Right, had we saw the stronghold, the Romission, mm. saw a lot of striking, hard hitting. It was a good strong style match. 
there, there was a V trigger. Yeah, from Ma- Matt Riddle, Mauro Ronaldo. <laughs> he he called a V trigger. I'm sure that was a a slight little either tip of the hat or or a nudge. Yeah. to, you know uh, a a particular show that we saw last week. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, wonderful, wonderful time uh, with that match. Um, I personally gave it about four and a half. I also gave it four and a half. Yeah, yeah. brilliant yeah. opener, super solid match. And I saw some people talking about it online, and I completely agree with the point that this was the perfect opener to this show. Perfect opener because it, it just it threw you out of your seat. Mm-hmm. You know, with uh, with the way that the results shifted for Takeover twenty five. Would you think that Matt Riddle is in line for a title shot at this point? Yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. I don't see why not. I, in fact, I think uh, possibly going the uh, the Velveteen Dream route hmm. could be could be how you do it. Not sure. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah I could see that happening. <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. I had a sneeze. Um, next match on the card was another one that a lot of people were really hyped up for. Mm. Uh, the tag team ladder match, uh, which was awesome. You had the Forgotten Sons, the Street Profits, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, and then of course uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, mm-hmm. undisputed era. Uh, what did you think of this match, Stephen? Chaos in the best way possible, <laughs> for sure. Um, there, there were a couple spots that I, I did point out at, at the beginning where um, you know two teams just died immediately, yeah, and, and were kind of out of the ring. I understand why yeah. you do that. Yeah. I get it. I just don't like it. I'm in the minority. <laughs> whatever. Hey, every, but I'm going to keep saying it because everybody's it's my got opinion. Their, yeah, everybody's got their pet peeves. Yeah, right. and, and that's just a little pet peeve of mine. But that absolutely did not take away from the match at all. There were huge spots from every team um, and really creative ladder spots. Right. Um, you know, I feel like with a lot of a lot of ladder matches, it's really just like... It's a singles match, and sometimes there's a ladder every now and then. But with this match, they really made the ladder or ladders uh, the the focal point yeah. of the match, which I really appreciated. No, I, I agree 100% on that one for sure. I will make note, there were some um, some needlessly dangerous moments. Like some, uh, It got a bit reckless at times. If you didn't mention it, I was going to. So. Oh, I mean, it's... Um, I mean, I'm not I'm not here to put anybody down, but um, I think that with a little bit more work, because I think the For- Forgotten Sons in specific, there were some moments where it got where it was like, okay, that was a bit reckless. Well, there was one specific move uh, where uh, Kyle O'Reilly was across the ring, yeah, uh, laying down, uh, recovering from <laughs> whatever chaos was just ensued <laughs> upon his body. Um, and then Forgotten Sons were both uh, holding a ladder, like 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 on their shoulders, yeah. Uh, but like with their head in between the steps, yeah. And then I think it was Street Profits, yeah. Uh, that that like, ended like, up like, doing like a back suplex, yeah. Um, but that ladder flew across the ring, right, and was maybe six inches, maybe yeah. away from it, uh from it, Kyle O'Reilly's head. It was close to smashing Kyle and the referee, yeah. Uh, and it's just like you, you you can't be that reckless to just let go of a ladder like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it almost you, you, it almost looked like they threw it. Yeah, like, I mean, like, you, yeah, I mean, you want to let go of the ladder, you want to release it, you don't want to be landing and that thing be on your head. Right, right, right. But like at the same time, it's like 
be a little bit careful, mm-hmm. right? Like, don't just throw the ladder like that. You know, you can, there's a way that you can drop it, and maybe with more practice. The, I mean, I know the street, uh, not the street prophets, but rather the forgotten sons are, are still a little bit green. Mm. They're still very new, but with more in-ring work and maybe just practicing those kind of spots, it could really help make it a, a difference here yeah. so that you don't injure your fellow, you know, performers. Or yourself. Or yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, other than that, though, I do think the Forgotten Sons looked good in the match. Mm-hmm. Um, their their actual in-ring ability was pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, it was the, the big spots right. that, that they kind of flubbed a little the, bit, the, in my opinion. They're, they're, uh, the Forgotten Sons, the, the, the heavy in the team, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Riker, he came out at one point. Was that just, dude is stupid jacked. Stupid Like, huge. it's ridiculous. Yeah. He, he caused some mayhem. I'm surprised he's not on the main roster. Dude, I bet if Vince... Fighting Brock Lesnar. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. I think if Vince saw him, he'd be like, oh, I gotta have him. It's such good shit. It's such good shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yes, um, that dude's, like, huge. Um, I think the Street Profits really stood out as stars. Absolutely. And, yeah, uh, yeah I, I thought it was a really, really great match. Yeah, th- this was only, like, the second or third match that I've seen from Street Profits, and mm-hmm. they looked so, so good in that ring. Yeah. So good. They looked right at home. They were doing some really good tag team tandem offense. Mm-hmm. I, I really, really enjoyed them. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I gave this one about four stars. I gave this one three and a half. Okay. Uh, only because the couple things I mentioned with the Forgotten Sons and their spots... Um, and then, you know, there, there was a couple, maybe two or three moments where there were some teams that just died outside of the ring. And I'm dying on this hill. I'm sorry. It, it irks me. That's it. So I took off <laughs> I took off a half star for those two things. But it, it, don't let that fool you. It was still a really, really solid match. Yeah, still worth watching for mm-hmm. sure. Um, Tyler Breeze returns to NXT. Yes. For this takeover to take on... The Velveteen Dream in what was a clash of charisma, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. yeah. Um, the ultimate machismo belt. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, I thought this match was really unique uh, for Tyler because, uh, I mean, let's be honest, uh, we, we see him, we've seen him so sporadically in recent months. And it was really nice to see him back and kind of in his element. Yeah. He seemed a lot more at home in NXT than what he ever has on the main roster. And I think his his first match, well, you know, his first big match back um, against the Velveteen Dream in this kind of spotlight here was fantastic. He showed a lot of shades of maturity. Mm. He showed also a, a side of cunningness and a little bit darker side. Viciousness. Viciousness yeah, at, yeah. At, at certain spots than what I normally would see from Tyler Breeze. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Steven? No, absolutely. Um, I I actually hadn't seen a lot of Tyler Breeze. Um, mm. I saw him a little bit on the main roster, uh, but I actually wasn't... Uh, I wasn't watching a lot of wrestling mm-hmm. whenever he was in NXT mm-hmm. at first. Um but no, he he came out and really really impressed me for sure. And then obviously I've said it on the show before. Velveteen Dream is so freaking dope. I love he's, Velveteen. He's so good. Yeah, he he's one of my favorites for sure. For for his age, he's very very good. And these two guys put on an excellent match. Mm-hmm. Um, I I went on ahead and gave that one also about four and a quarter stars on this one. Yeah, I gave that one four. 
Four stars. Okay. Yeah, really, really solid match for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I liked uh, their you know uh, their compatibility with each other for mm-hmm. sure. It and was kind of funny seeing them you know try to out charisma each yeah. other, and there, there was that spot where uh, Velveteen threw David on the or not David. I was thinking of David Star uh, <laughs> threw uh, Tyler Breeze on the uh, on the announcement table, yeah, and then grabbed the champion and took a championship, took a selfie with yeah. him. I thought that was super funny. It was, it was a nice little addition to the match for yeah. sure. Um, so you can have weird, you know, stupid gimmicky stuff like that and still have a super solid match. Yeah, like, you know? it's just got to make sense. That's yeah. all. It's just it, got to make sense. It was just it's gotta really, have a, really good. It's got to have a point. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and the point was to to show how big of stars these two people were. And I, I think they did a fantastic job of it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai. NXT women's title match. Yes. Um, I personally thought that this was the best match that Shayna Baszler has had since being in NXT. I can agree with that. I think Io Shirai got a lot of that out of her. Mm. I I like that. Yeah. I think think probably with exception of Candice LeRae, Io Shirai is probably the best woman on NXT. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, uh, I saw a little bit of... uh, Io before this, not too much, um, but just like Tyler Breeze, definitely came out and really, really impressed me. Um, me personally, I'm just super, super tired of Shayna Baszler, and, and for me, it kind of, and I don't, I don't want to be the the Debbie Downer, but it, it did kind of put a downer on the match for me. I'm just done with Shayna, man. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't think that she's a good enough champion to have the reign that she's had. Talk to me about uh, Io and the f- the post match beatdown that she gave to Shayna. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Um, like I said, I I haven't seen that much of Io, um, but just based off you know the energy she was putting out in, in the match and everything, it seemed very unlike her. Mm. Um, and so it was kind of strange. Um, it, it was really brutal. She she was really going after her. Uh, and then you have. Uh, Candice LeRae yeah. coming out uh, after. Oh, I, I after, always forget after the, their names. After the four horsewomen, the four came, horsewomen came out, and then Candice came out and uh, you know started beating them with a kendo stick, and then Io goes off on Shayna. And as they're they're walking back, you see it on Candice's face. She's like, "Io, are, are, like, did you just snap? Like, are you <laughs> damn? Like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah. Goodness, like, it's it, kind of crazy. It, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, it was really brutal. Um, I do." I do think that Candace being such a part of this here, uh, of this feud, I think that it it goes a long way, and I think there's some subtle storytelling here in that Candace LeRae is probably the chosen one to take the title off of Shayna at this point. She's probably the only woman in the last year or two that hasn't you know that that hasn't faced Shayna directly. Mm. Uh, I think that when the time has come to pull the trigger. Uh, Candice LeRae is going to be the one to do it. Yeah, I, I would have. I mean, I'd be fine with Io or Candice. Uh, I think mm-hmm. either of them would be really solid champions. Um, but yeah, it does seem to set that up for mm-hmm. sure. The ending of the match. Um, now you and I are going to have to debate on this next one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, NXT Championship match: mm-hmm. Adam Cole, Bebe. 
Oh, did we give ratings for the... Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, let's give ratings real quick. Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai. I gave that one about three and three quarter. I gave it three and a half. Sweet. Three and a half. So, very much, good Very good match. Really solid match. Absolutely. Both both ladies looked really good in the match. Um, I, I don't know, man. I'm just really tired of Shayna. I, I, there's just nothing she could do that would win me over at this point. Oh, I don't think. man. And it, it's not that I, like, hate Shayna or anything. It's just that... She's always, like, right, like, here is being a good heel, right? And Shayna, I feel, is always right here. For those listening at home, Steven, he's got one hand at one level, and then one hand right just Just, underneath it. right underneath. You know, she she pulls out a lot (laughs) of really good classic heel tactics. She's, you know, decent on the mic, but... It's just something something about her just always comes off weird to me. I'm not sure yeah. why. No, I mean, I get where you're coming from. Uh, but I think I think she's main roster ready. I think they need uh, a top women's heel with some legitimacy. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Lazy Evans. <coughs> I can't get something out of my throat. That's a weird cough. Goodness. Almost sounded like you said Lacey Evans. Uh, almost. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I do think that uh, now... We're getting to that time now. Mm. Time for time for Shayna, time uh, to to go up. Time for a new champion. Time for some new stories. I agree. Yeah. Um, Shayna's been an immense champion, but we, it, I'm ready for something different. Yep. Speaking of being ready for something different, uh, we need to debate and talk about this yes, here. Yes. Um, Adam Cole, baby, mm. versus Mr. Johnny Wrestling himself, yep. Johnny Champion. Johnny, Johnny Gar- Takeover. Johnny Takeover. Yep. Johnny Gargano. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we have we have we have some feelings. Slightly differing opinions of this match. I, slightly. I think that we we both agree that this match was great. Oh yeah. Let's just get that out of the way. This match was freaking incredible. It was a really really solid match. So let me let me kind of throw the opening salvo here. Yeah. Between their first match from NXT Takeover New York. Mm-hmm. Compared to this match here, I feel personally that this was the more well-rounded match. Mm -hmm. Just overall, the more well-rounded. I think that their first match, I mean, look, the last fall on their two out of three falls match from TakeOver New York, that alone is worth six stars to me. That that one is off the off the charts. Wow, this is incredible. This is must must see. Mm. Like even a non wrestling fan will appreciate this, mm. right? Um, that last fall, but I think the first two falls really kind of hurt it because they were just getting in rhythm, and then they yeah. they start going for falls. Had NXT Takeover New York match been just a one fall finish, and it was everything that you saw. Um, obviously, without the pinfalls and submission falls leading up to the last fall, right? I think it would still be six stars for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I felt like even though this was the much more well-rounded match, I'm still going to give this six stars and break the scale here. Only three matches that I've given to um, WWE matches have broke that scale, mm-hmm. and that would be Johnny versus Tommaso Ciampa from TakeOver New Orleans, yep. Johnny versus Adam Cole from NXT TakeOver New York, and now this one. For sure. I think the right man won here. I think it's the much more well-rounded match. 
That's just my opinion. No, for sure. Steven um, rebuttal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, uh, I remember on, on the way back when we were talking about this, I really do like that we slightly disagree on this match. Okay. Um, so just to get it out of the way, I gave this match five stars. Okay. Fantastic match. It's, it's super, super good. Yeah. It's still going to be a classic no matter what. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and the big thing about this match, the, the main point that I kept thinking back to is just the fundamentals the the wrestling in ring fundamentals from these guys is just top notch. They, I, I remember telling you this in the car. Um, you know, on WWE 2K18, when when you're creating a, creating a character and you go through their move sets mm-hmm. and you're trying to pick their moves, and then uh, the game shows you like a preview of what that move looks like. Yeah, that was every single spot in yeah. this match. Just perfectly executed. Perfectly executed everything like oh you want to see how to do a backbreaker that's mm-hmm. how you do a backbreaker mm-hmm. you want to see how to do a german suplex that right there is exactly how you do a german right. suplex right. and so that was the big thing for me going to the uh match from takeover new york yes the raw freaking emotion yeah of that match was incredible and just the the back and forth I really think that the two out of three fall stipulation really added to the the storytelling of the match and the chaos and the emotion of the match. Um, so me personally, I do think that Gargano Cole one was just slightly better. If you guys remember, I did also give that match six stars. Just insane. This match, insanely good as well, but in a different way. And in a different way that I feel I didn't connect to as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm really trying to to not downplay this match because it is really, really awesome. But I think that Gargano Cole 1 had everything that this match had plus that added suspense and, and emotion to it. You mm-hmm. know? So, I mean, th- you can absolutely argue that this match is six stars. 100%. And I, I will not, you know, I'm not mad at you for rating it six stars. Oh, no, of course. But if I'm going which one's the better match, Gargano Cole 1 or Gargano Cole 2, I got to go Gargano Cole 1, give it six stars, and I got to give this one five. Hey, I but mean, I, I did write on here two ring experts. Yeah. Experts. Yep. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. And I think that, uh, I mean, obviously, if you're a fan of wrestling, even if you're not a fan of wrestling, you're going to enjoy this match. Absolutely. Because yeah. it was filled with, with great moments, great spots. Um, you know, it, people are going to be giving differing opinions on this one and comparing it to the second one. Um, do I think that there's a third match in the making? Certainly, it's possible. Yeah. I think that Johnny needs some time to, to recover from... Um, some possible knee injuries. He might yeah. be a little bit overworked at this moment. I don't know. But I think he just needs to take some time off. Let's just try and rebuild the feud whenever he's ready. Yeah. Um, a few weeks away from TV for Johnny is not going to be a terrible thing, and especially no. if he's going to be mostly cutting promos and that kind of thing in the lead-up to a third match. Mm-hmm. I think that would be just as great. Yeah. Uh, we did put a poll out here uh, last night. Uh, which was the better match uh, for the uh, from the wrestling community? The vote here: twenty three percent voted for Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, first match from Takeover New York City. Seventy seven percent for uh, this match here from Takeover twenty five. So, mm-hmm. uh, see, I'm and I'm fine with being in the minority here because I I don't necessarily disagree 
Right. You know what I mean? Like, I right. totally get the argument. No, and, 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 and I think that that's the beauty of both matches, was yeah. that both matches were so good. The one from New York City is still one of my favorite matches of all time. Mm. You know, uh, the the other match being uh, Gargano versus Ciampa from TakeOver New Orleans. Classic. Probably my favorite match of all time yeah. uh, so far. But... Um, yeah, I mean, I think this match is right up there along with those in terms of quality mm-hmm. and overall feel. And, and I, I think this speaks to uh, the the absolute talent and, and thought process that goes into NXT and the, and the booking and the matches and everything that, uh, you know, we could be having, we can have this conversation. You know, both matches were so freaking good. Right. Which one do you think is better? You know, it, it, it really speaks to the talent that's on that roster. Right. Well, and WWE had that one like uh, on the, on the post show on the network. They were talking. They had that uh, Triple H like you know uh, little documentary little documentary thing, thing. Yeah. and he was talking about like you know, and I'm not going to say it verbatim you know what he was saying, but the 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 overall point was you know like you know each takeover the goal is like how can we top ourselves, mm. and I think that that's a really good mentality to have, and I think that's something that perhaps you know Vince on the main roster sometimes seems to forget is, you know, focus on yourself, focus on your product, you know, other things can take a back seat, but, you know, I mean, uh, you know, if you focus on yourself, you're going to make sure that your product is 100% on point. Yeah. And that's just something that, you know, for the main roster that they've just lacked, you know, I mean, I thought Ricochet was going to be a guaranteed superstar and, you know, he's kind of stuck plodding along in the mid-card right yeah, now. I mean, he got buried by Brock Lesnar. Right. I mean, so. to that point, I mean, you got to you gotta start somewhere. But yeah. I thought that he was, when he and Aleister Black were together, they were rocking and rolling. And then when they split him up, it's just been very yeah. weird for both men. Yeah, I, I'm not trying to go on a huge tangent here. Yeah. Uh, but I, I almost, at this point, with the current uh, landscape of, of WWE, I almost don't even understand the concept of a call up. Yeah, you know, yeah, because it's like you're doing amazing in NXT so well, in fact, that we want you on the main roster, but we're not going to do anything with you, All right? So, well, okay, why did you call me up then? Well, and those yeah. and those are my fears too about like you know people like oh well Johnny's going to go to the main roster to clarify. Um, that that I mean that was on a Bleacher Report article that I read is like hey we're gonna see we're most likely we'll see Johnny on the main roster possibly as early as Monday and I'm like well that's kind of an uneducated thing to say to be honest because if you if you read the reports and you know Johnny has been working kind of through a knee injury mm. um, and, and you know he kind of kayfabe that in the last night's match but. I don't think he has any desire to go up to the main roster. I don't have any desire for him to go there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so let's be honest. That's, that's, yeah. I mean, yes, would he make more money? Would he be happy? No. Yeah. Um, so I hope that he, I, I hope that it's the, the point that he stays on NXT for the long haul. Mm. Um, I think that if NXT was to have a, um, keep doing what they're doing, I think that WWE has a viable alternative to what AEW is doing, and mm-hmm. I hope that the point is to keep that going, yeah. like to to keep making NXT as good as it possibly can be. And you need guys like Johnny Gargano there, like Adam Cole there, like Tommaso Ciampa, mm-hmm. you know, um, just so that way you can you know build that alternative. Yeah, for sure. Um, One thing I do want to say before we move on to the next yes. segment, 
there was possibly the best sell of a uh, of any move I've ever seen in, in this uh, Gargano Cole match. Hmm. Uh, Adam Cole was like standing outside of the ring and he had his arm on the ring apron. Oh, yeah. And Johnny just came in and like jumped on his elbow. Yeah. And if you if you rewatch it a couple times, you can tell how they did it. But in the moment, it straight up looked like Johnny inverted <laughs> Cole's elbow. Like it was crazy. Yeah. It was just it, in the moment, it was a super, super cool spot. Yeah. And, and Adam Cole sold that really, really yeah. well. This, this yeah. whole match was great. I highly recommend it. Whether you think it breaks the star rating scale or whether you think that it's still five stars or even if you just really want to sit back and enjoy good wrestling, this was an awesome match. And yeah. I think it's a classic that they should be showing in developmental and they should be replaying this for fans yeah. for many years to come. Point is, watch the match. Watch the match. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about uh, John Moxley for a minute here. Oh, man. Uh, John Moxley was on Talk is Jericho earlier this week. Had a a, a crazy, crazy good podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some people were criticizing Jericho for like overly plugging his sponsors and stuff in the middle of the episodes. And I mean, get your money, man. I'm yeah, not worried about yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's whatever. Look, yeah. I mean, if you're that bothered by the sponsors, you know there is this fast forward button yeah, that just, you can. That's what I do. Hit, just yeah. hit the hit the button like eight times. You're fine. You're Don't fine. Worry about Don't it. worry yeah. about it. The man's just trying to make some money for the yeah. sponsors. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, he's got to make a living too. But um, I mean, this isn't about Jericho. This is about John Moxley. Hmm. Uh, he had some quite interesting things to say about his creative experience, his frustrations in, in working there. Mm-hmm. Um, Unfortunately, a lot of it was not surprising in the slightest. Yeah, I got the same vibe from that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and he talked a little bit about, you know, the whole, um, the whole line about Roman having cancer mm-hmm. and how bothered he was by that whole thing. Yeah. Um, he, there was, there was one line that, that really sticks out to me just about his overall frustrations uh, he was talking about him and Vince and how they have this weird dynamic together where Vince just can't let him be. He always has to put him in a, in a he also he always has to put a hat on him mm. or, or put him in a hot dog outfit or like you know whatever yeah whatever it was. Um, it, it was like you know it was really telling kind of about his own personal experiences. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. And uh, it honestly, I, I couldn't shake the the feeling of sadness. Mm. Uh, while while listening to the podcast, just mm-hmm. because you, you know, like I said, not everything in there was you know surprising. Uh, in fact, most of it I I could have inferred, you know. Uh, but but hearing someone as big as John Moxley or Dean Ambrose at the time, mm-hmm. um, hearing someone as big as that uh, talk about his frustrations and, and just how you know towards the end how just straight up unhappy he was working there. Yeah, it, it's just really sad, you know, because. WWE's huge. Uh, a lot of aspiring wrestlers aspire to get to WWE and NXT, and, and to hear that one of the biggest guys in the in the company really is that unhappy with the product and that unhappy with how he's been treated and that unhappy with you know the storylines he's put in. It's just it's just really sad, man. You know, and um, you can hear it in John Moxley's voice during the podcast of just how frustrated you know, how frustrated he is and, and everything like that. Um, and then even towards the end of the podcast, how happy he is now, how how reinvigorated he is, and, and just so excited for wrestling again. And 
it it's really just kind of sad to think that someone some pro wrestlers time in WWE put a damper on their love for wrestling. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, no for sure. And and uh, I'm glad that you said that because I think there were a lot of um a lot of similarities and people are going to naturally point this out. The uh, a lot of people who listened to the CM Punk podcast that he had with Colt Cabana heard a lot of the same kind almost got a similar kind of vibe and we're making direct comparisons to this podcast here. I think it I think it is different because I think the end result uh, the end result is different. I think CM Punk was pushed so hard to the edge that he absolutely hated everything about pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. And that's why we haven't seen him back whereas John Moxley he was so passionately in love with professional wrestling that the stuff that he was going through just made him terribly upset. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think Moxley's in a better place now than what Punk was when Punk left. For sure, for sure, yeah. Um, uh, WWE gave a little bit of a glib response <laughs> to mm. this podcast. I mean, they they didn't put out like a huge statement. It doesn't it didn't catch a lot of people's eyes, but there were representatives saying, "Well, Moxley was a hard to please guy," and this and that and the other. It's a lot of the the, the shtick that you would normally hear them say about maybe perhaps a disgruntled employee yeah i mean it uh, feels um, like vince is hard to please yeah yeah i mean i would agree with that um but i mean look it is what it is um you know is vince out of touch is vince doing uh his his performers at a service i mean we could debate about this all day yeah um but uh Moving on, he did end it positively. He gave us things to look forward to, and um, something that that we learned of before this podcast got launched was that Moxley will be in New Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be there soon, taking on Juice Robinson for the uh, North American. Uh, uh, I think is it the North American Heavyweight Championship that they have. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, but uh, that should be a very good match. Oh yeah, uh, Juice Robinson's a performer, um, and I think that he, you know that's going to be a, a good way for John Moxley to break in. Could Moxley be in the G one? That's definitely Ooh. that's definitely something to you know consider. That'd be cool. His yeah. schedule's probably open for it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, he's not doing. Uh, anything crazy with AEW just yet? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, though he does have this awesome match set for Fighter Fest, I believe, with Joey Janela, mm. which I think people have been clamoring for that for a long time. It's not in the death match environment that I think that people were wanting to see because yeah. Janela is great at a death match. Moxley's great at a death match. It's just kind of all about where Moxley wants to be. Does he want to keep putting himself through that kind of punishment? Right, right. You know, uh, but what's nice about it is that. He can decide, and he has he has control yep. over over his own professional life now, which is really nice, right? Well, and and that that entrance into Double or Nothing that he made it it Huge. really felt like a stone cold moment, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Which yeah. is which is ironic, um, you know. At one part, uh, one part of the uh, interview with uh, Jericho, he did talk about like how it perturbs him, like Attitude Era guys always giving him. You know, always talking about how today's performers are, you know, uh, you know, a little bit weak. You know, yeah. that they, they should stand up for themselves. They could do all their stuff. And Moxley's whole mentality was, you know, I get that, 
you know, but hey, if you're going to tell me to do something, I'm going to try my damnedest to do it the absolute best that I can. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's definitely something admirable. Um, but uh, did it lead to his uh, ultimately uh, his unhappiness? A hundred percent. Seems like it. Yeah, unfortunately. But since we're since we're talking about uh, John Moxley and going to New Japan uh, and some dream matches, possibly we're actually going to switch over to some if wishes were fishes. Ooh, if wishes were fishes. <laughs> All right. So I'll, I'll go ahead and start out. Time. Yeah, I'll go ahead and start out. So, uh, I'm just going to say this straight up because I think this would be freaking awesome. If Wishes Were Fishes, uh, John Moxley would go to New Japan and I don't even care how they set it up. I don't care if there's a gimmick. I don't care. Give me John Moxley versus Will Ospreay. Damn. Give me that. Damn. Yeah. Give me that. Because Will Ospreay is probably my favorite guy in New Japan right now. He's just incredibly talented. Um, I I look at Will Ospreay and Jordan Devlin very similar Mm. in the sense that um, they're just clinicians. You know, they they know how to wrestle to the fullest extent. And every move that they do is sold extremely well, executed super well. And uh, yeah, I just think it'd be a really cool dynamic. And plus, I love John Moxley. (laughs) I love Will Ospreay. Why not? You know, John Moxley would provide an interesting challenge for Will Ospreay. Yeah. It's been, a, I would say, probably the closest guy that Ospreay's faced to John Moxley would perhaps be Jimmy Havoc. Mm. But Moxley's a lot bigger guy. Yeah, he's a different animal. Um, and I think I, I think we might get a match similar to uh, Gargano Velveteen Dream, perhaps where where uh, you know a lot of the match is, is trying to keep. Uh, Osprey grounded, you know. Oh, are you talking about uh, Gargano and Ricochet, perhaps? Yes. Sorry, not Velveteen. Yes, Gargano Ricochet. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, I could definitely see that. I do think that this has been a a big year for Osprey, mm-hmm. especially. He's done quite well. Um. I do think I I agree with you in that he is a um a standout performer for New Japan this year for sure. Um, I really liked the work that I've seen from him, and I do hope that he continues. I I really want to see him have a big moment at New Japan uh, Wrestle Kingdom 14. Uh, but yes, I'm I'm absolutely on board with that for <laughs> sure. Um, it, yeah, I, I don't think he's ever had a match quite like that. Will Osprey with um, uh, John Moxley. So uh, because I haven't ever really seen a fish like that before Mm. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, well let's see here I've got some fish right here (laughs) looking through my bag of fish y'all yeah yeah if you didn't know we actually collect all the fishes uh, from every star rating yeah from from every if wishes were fishes so we actually have about a thousand gallon fish tank uh, full of uh, marlins um, (laughs) starfish Yes. Um, sharks. Yeah. Uh, killer whales. Yeah. There's a lot of fish in this uh-huh. tank. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm I'm gonna go with this uh, this humphead parrot uh, parrotfish here because I've never yeah. seen a fish like that before. What does it, this it, fish look it, like? It look, looks looks big. Oh looks, yeah. Looks looks looks. Uh, yeah. He's got like a little bit of a, a smiley face there. Look at him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a, a couple of these humphead parrot fishes here. Right on. I'll uh, take it. Uh, there's lo- looks like there's a lot of meat in that fish, yeah. and there would be a lot of meat in that match. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right, then. This this whole episode's full of phrasing, <laughs> so I apologize, everybody. Uh, shout out to Archer. Watch Archer. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Archer. <laughs> um, speaking of there being a lot of beef. That's a lot of beef. That's a lot of beef. Um, my if wishes were fishes. I've got I've got one for you here. Um, Matt Riddle sent out a tweet saying that he's going to be there on Raw, perhaps on Monday. I don't know if he was joking or if he was serious, but he he says he wants to confront Brock. So if my wishes were fishes was uh, if I had wishes for fishes, I want Matt Riddle to retire Brock at WrestleMania and for Matt Riddle to become a megastar. That'd be amazing. Yeah. That'd be so awesome. Yeah. See, I'm very conflicted on that wish, and let me tell you why. Okay. Because Brock Lesnar apparently can't lose in WWE. At least apparently. not. At least not in a good match, because he, he lost to WrestleMania, but let's be honest, that match sucked. So, <laughs> the, the only, the only problem I have with, with that is Matt Riddle is so, so good. Yeah, I almost want he, want to keep him as far away from Brock as possible because, I mean, if Matt goes up to the main roster and is put up against Brock, you really think that Vince is going to put Riddle over Lesnar? I hope so. I yeah, mean, that, that's gotta, why it's a wish. I got but, I, I, I got to see Brock leave on his back at some point, right? Yeah, like, that's the tradition. Yeah. And I hope that it happens sooner rather than later. But yes, that's that's my wish. If wishes were fishes, I want Matt Riddle to absolutely destroy Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Give him the UFC beatdown that Brock has been needing for a long, long time. And Matt Riddle goes over. It kills him. I like that. Yeah. I, I do like it. If it were to happen, that would be really, really cool. In fact, if it were to happen, I would probably say one of our catchphrases... Oh, snap. Oh, snap. And for that reason, I'm going to give you four river snappers. River snappers? Four river snappers. It looks like that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, f- for those listening at home, that is a, uh, it's got like a white underbelly with like a red kind of uh, uh, hue uh, on the top side of the fish, and it's got like some, uh, it's got like some fins uh, almost like dinosaur fins there. Like you would see almost like spikes from a dinosaur. It's a fish. It's a fish. It is a fish. It's quite the fish yes, there. Yes, That's That's a beautiful fish. <laughs> I thought so. I thought so. So for for my next wish, and you're going to really like this one. Okay. Um, so with NXT TakeOver 25 last night, we got to see Tyler Breeze versus Velveteen Dream. And we got to see someone... Going the opposite way. Not being called up, but being called back. Mm. And, and seeing Tyler Breeze come back to NXT and really get a huge pop, really put on a solid match. So if wishes were fishes, yeah. Andrade Cien Almas would return to NXT. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. So Andrade has put good, great matches, fantastic matches on the main roster, for sure. Mm. But he's not pushed, ever. Hmm. Ever. What are you doing? Yeah. In fact, he was in the men's Money in the Bank match. And, and you know, we, he was a standout performer. Standout performer in that match. But still, at the end of the day, he was used as a stepping stone for Brock. Yeah. And I'm tired of that. No, I he, agree. The, the talent that that man possesses is ridiculous. Put him back on NXT where he belongs. Give him fantastic matches. 
Yeah. I mean, I feel that way about Ricochet and Aleister Black and mm. the War Raiders to that same extent. It's like, okay, you called them up. Ricochet's the one out of that bunch that's stood out the most. Mm. But, I mean, even then, it's like, you know, he's still getting the 50-50 booking, right? Yeah. Alistair's cutting promotions, uh, promos, but he's not, like, he's. Not, I'm not seeing him on SmackDown. See, I had and, to pick one, though. I know. I had to pick one. And and Almas is a good pick. I do think that he's a, a star, and I do think he's getting somewhere. Um, I do agree, though, his best work absolutely was in NXT, yeah. and NXT really could use a guy like Almas still. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that you could really tie that to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, what I'm going to do, I'm going to give you three... Uh, Picasso trigger fishes. Oh, snap. Yeah, look at this thing. Yeah, here. that thing's brutal. It lo- looks like a work of art. It does. And yeah. you know what? It's a trigger fish. And your wish blew me away. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. And there you are. <laughs> Living your life in segways again. Living my life in segways. Um, so, what do, what do you got for your second wish? For my second wish, um, uh, we we talked a little bit about Will Ospreay, and I mentioned this earlier. Uh, when we talked about him, my if wishes were fishes would that would be that Will Osprey main events Wrestle Kingdom fourteen against Okada. Mm. Um, I I may have mentioned this before in other episodes. I know I mentioned it maybe about five minutes ago or whatever. But Wasn't this your wish last week? I don't know. I think I don't know if I mentioned this one or not. Huh. Okay. Tell you what. New wish. Mm. If wishes were fishes. Um, what I'm going to do actually is, how about this? Mm. How about if wishes were fishes, uh, a Kyle O'Reilly singles run? Mm. You know, undisputed era did not claim those NXT tag team titles last night. Roderick Strong lost to Matt Riddle. Maybe Kyle O'Reilly takes on Matt Riddle, or maybe better yet, because they're on this quest for gold. Maybe Kyle O'Reilly challenges Velveteen Dream next. Because we saw... That'd be such a nice match. It would be a great match. We saw Kyle O'Reilly have a series of awesome matches at Progress Strong mm-hmm. Style 16 mm-hmm. this year. See, that's that's what I was thinking of when, when you mentioned a singles run for Kyle O'Reilly. That is... That's the... What's the word I'm looking for? That's uh, the proof. Yeah. That's the proof right the, there. The proof in the pudding. It. Yeah. Yeah, proof in the pudding right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, and he's a fantastic singles worker. Um, I think that you could still have him be in um, uh, Undisputed Era. Uh, poor Bobby Fish. Uh, on a side note here, uh, pe- we people were talking about like, oh, I don't think that uh, anybody really came away injured or anything after NXT Takeover Twenty Five. Well, I clearly saw Bobby Fish's arm in a sling last night with Undisputed Era, yep. which sucks because Bobby Fish is—he's a really good guy, he's yeah. a really talented guy, but he keeps getting hurt. Yeah, which which really sucks for him for sure. Uh, but I do think that this could be used for either Kyle O'Reilly and Roger Strong to team back together, or preferably here in this case with my wish. Kyle O'Reilly singles run. Yeah, he breaks no. out and proves himself as a big star. I think that'd be great. Uh, like like I said, his performance in Super Strong Style 16 definitely proves that he's capable of doing that. And uh, I think if you put if you throw Kyle O'Reilly into a singles run, he'd clean house. And because of that, oh yeah, I'm going to give you four cleaner rasses. How do you spell that? I that that I don't <laughs> know if that's how you pronounce that, but 
Uh, like a like a cleaner race. Race. Yeah. Rass, it's spelled that? with a W, W-R-A-S-S-E, yeah, for those of you at home. Yeah. It's a nice-looking fish, it though. Is. It is, and he would definitely clean house. Mm-hmm. So, And that's undisputed. It is undisputed. <laughs> I like that. I like that. All right, your your final wish for if wishes were fish this year, Stephen. Yeah. So uh, this is this is just one of those like I don't know. It's kind of the the same with uh, the John Moxley Will Osprey. Mm-hmm. I don't need a gimmick. I don't need a storyline. I don't need it. Just give me the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to see Tony Storm versus Io Shirai. Ooh, I think that would be a really really solid match and. At this point in my wrestling watching life, I believe Tony Storm is probably my favorite female wrestler in all of the promotions right now. Uh, she's just she just puts out incredible work. And yeah. then uh, with Io Shirai, she really really impressed me at Takeover Twenty Five. Uh, her ring work is fantastic. I know Tony Storm's ring work is fantastic as well. Uh, like I said, I don't need a gimmick. I don't I don't need storylines. Just give me this match. I think it'd be really cool. Um, and I mean, you could even do it at, you could easily do it at like a NXT worlds collide or something like that. True. Yeah. No facts. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, uh, those are, uh, those are great wishes, Steven. And I really would like to see an Io Shirai, Tony Storm match. I think it would be a huge surprise for the NXT UK crowd to see Io Shirai come out and, and do maybe like a Tony Storm does like an open challenge and Io Shirai shows up. Oh man, that'd that be would, awesome. That would be great. Um so um basically um what I'm looking at here is two beautiful ladies putting on a beautiful match. Mm. It deserves a beautiful fish. Um so I'm going to give this here um a, uh, I'm gonna give it five fox face rabbit fish. Look at that thing, Stephen. Oh, snap. That is beautiful. Yeah, it's a nice yellow fish, and then yeah. it's, it it basically swirls into a blue with black stripes. Beautiful. That's a beautiful fish. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be a beautiful match. It would be a beautiful match for yeah. sure. And for your third one, for my third one here, I talked about it a little bit last night, um, and I'm really wanting to see this thing happen. Um, and I think it makes it all the better. Uh, my third wish would be NXT UK Cardiff, August 31st. Walter comes out and is like, he cuts a promo. Yeah, I know we talked about doing maybe a Tony Storm Open Challenge, but, but I like this idea too. Yeah. Um, I, I, Walter comes out, he cuts a promo. There's no one worthy here in NXT UK to challenge me. There's no, there's nobody even close. I've, I've conquered Pete Dunne. You know, uh, there, there's nobody that can challenge me for my title. And then Johnny Gargano's music hits. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So we've got Johnny coming out, and he goes, "I'm a former NXT champion. I know what it takes to win championships. I'm challenging Walter." And they do a, a Gargano Walter match, and maybe Walter. Walter will probably win that if that happens. Mm. But Gargano's going to make himself look good, and yeah. he's going to make Walter look even better, yeah. even more of a monster. Yeah, no, that'd be that'd be pretty crazy because there's a huge, huge size difference between those two men. Huge size difference. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it'd be really interesting to see how how Johnny would go about that. I do agree with you that if they were to uh, have that match anytime soon, uh, Walter would probably go over there. Um, 
that just really makes the most sense with him being the fresh champion or whatever. Right. Um, but no, that they would put on a really, really solid match for sure. Well, and Johnny's never afraid of anybody. Right. So he's never afraid of a challenge. Yeah. Well, I mean, even you just look at the size difference between Ciampa and Gargano, you know, there is definitely a size difference there, and Gargano never stood down. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, I think that'd be a really, really, really good match. Um, I'm actually going to do a throwback on, on these fishes just because this, this fish is gorgeous. I'm going to give that five elegant fire gobies. Ooh. I think that'd be a really, really solid match. And, yeah, with, with the size difference, it would just be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fiery. Fiery. Fire goby. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, well, that was a, a, a thrilling adventure into If Wishes Were Fishes. Yeah, taking a dive into T- take marine a, life. Taking a dive. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> let's talk some face turn heel turn. This is our game where we talk about you know uh, it's basically like buy or sell or good cop bad cop. Mm. Uh, love this game here. So I've got I've got three different things to throw out here at you here, Stephen. Mm. So Pac was pulled from another fighter, uh, another AEW show. This one this time Fighter Fest. Mm. Um, he was supposed to be in the match um, with the Lucha Brothers, teaming with them to take on. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. Now that uh, he is out of that match, again for the same reasons that he pulled was pulled from the Adam Page match. Creative differences. Creative differences. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have a mystery opponent here. Um, you know, what do you think? Heel face turn, heel turn. Pac being pulled from another AEW show. Heel turn, man. Yeah. Come on, bro. Yeah. Like. I, I do understand his frustrations because uh, it's it's rumored that a lot of the reasons he, he's pulled from these matches is because he was going to put someone over and he wanted to be the guy that got put over. And, and so mm-hmm. I understand his frustration in that aspect. But, man, you are along for the ride in on a promotion that could be historic. Yeah. And, and you have you're, you have the opportunity to be pushed very, very heavily in this new promotion. And so I do understand your frustrations of being a champion and not wanting to be put over, or or, or to, to have to, to put somebody to have over. to put someone over in, in this other promotion. But man, you're you're teasing us, you know. I, I'm going to give it the ever so slightest face turn here on this, mm. just ever so slightest because uh, for for two reasons. One, I get his reasoning for doing this. Yeah, he's a he's a champion now in another promotion, and you don't want to make that promotion look bad, right? Dragon Gate is a historic promotion, mm-hmm. and and they're very very good in their own right. Um, so I get him sticking up for his company and his own business, and and keeping himself being put over. Does it come off a little bit selfish at times? Yes, but his heart's in the right place. Right, right. Um, I'm also doing a slight face turn here. Simply because I'm intrigued by what they're going to do about this mystery partner. I don't think it's going to be anybody that's going to outright just shock you, per se. Um, I think they'll they'll probably find somebody who's going to be a match for uh, for Kenny in yeah. some way. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think that this would be a very good opportunity for uh, us to see. Another round of tricks from AEW. See who they put in that mystery partner slot with the Lucha Brothers. See, I like the mystery opponent aspect. <coughs> Excuse me. But are, is that the only way we're going to get that gimmick? Is Pac pulling out of matches? You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it, it's like... 
I think that's a bit unfair, but I, 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 I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I, I agree that, that it's a little unfair. It's just, I'm excited to see you, man. I mean, I'm super excited to see you. Right. And It's disappointing. It's disappointing. For sure. That's the reason for my heel turn. I, I don't think he's necessarily being selfish in any way. I just, I really want to see you, man. I yeah. just really want to see him. No, I agree 100%. You know what else I really want to see here, What's Steven? That? Face turn, heel turn here. Are people sleeping on best of the Super Juniors and New Japan in general with this war between AEW and WWE going on? Um... So this one's kind of an interesting one for me because I, I can see both sides. Um, I'm gonna say face turn and say people are sleeping on New Japan for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's some incredible matches that are coming out of there. Um, you know, we we talked about the the match at Dominion with uh, Kenny Omega and uh, who was it the the match at Dominion? Yeah, from last year. Yeah, Okada. Okada and. Uh, yeah, there, there's just some really solid matches coming out of there, and Best of the Super Juniors is a really solid tournament. Um, but I do also see the other side, where a Japanese promotion is just a little harder to get into for someone who's not from that right. that part of the world, you know. And, and they are doing a lot to to kind of circumvent that. Yeah, you know, they have the English commentators. Yep. Uh, a lot of some of the promos are cut in English uh, and things right. like that. But I just feel like if someone's a casual wrestling fan, yeah. they're going to go to WWE, yeah. they're going to go to NXT, they're going to go to AEW, and mm-hmm. they're really just not even going to think about New Japan. Right, you know? right. And I guess I'm thinking more, from from my answer here, I'm, I'm also going to go face turn here on this, but mm-hmm. I'm thinking it more from, um, I'm glad that you brought a, a casual perspective fan in on this, but even for hardcore fans... I think that people are still sleeping on New mm. Japan, where it's like, yeah, night after night, and I and I hear this on the Wilfred Watches podcast all the time. Uh, shout out to Wilfred, uh, Brainbuster Radio. Woo, woo. Um, so, you know, there's been so many great matches in Best of the Super Juniors mm. this year, and I think we're up for even more, even in this transitionary period for. Uh, New Japan, since you don't have Kenny Omega, you don't have the access to the Young Bucks. Like, they took a pretty big hit. Um, but, at the same time, I think that it's well worth uh, still following New Japan and watching what they have. Will Ospreay's broken out. You have a great tournament with guys from Ring of Honor like Bandito, like Jonathan Gresham. Uh, you know, putting on great matches. Rocky Romero's been great. Show and Yo have been fantastic uh, from um, uh, Rapongi 3K. Um, it's just full of awesome matches. Tiger Mask is in there. Taguchi is in there. We really need to, uh, you know, keep a close eye and still follow New Japan mm-hmm. uh, because they're going to be putting out quality after quality after quality. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that for sure. Mm hmm. Um, so let's take a look here. Um, let's go back to uh, face turn, heel turn, our final round here. Mm-hmm. Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia. I mean, did, is there any reason for tuning in here? Face turn, heel turn. Heel turn. Yeah. Uh, if I wasn't on a wrestling podcast, I would not watch this show. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, I just there. There's nothing. Really, the only match on here that I'm like super excited for, or, or even a little bit excited for, would be 
Finn Balor versus Andrade. Because yep. they've had fantastic matches in the past, and I know that these guys can put on great matches. But then you look at some other matches, and you have Seth Rollins versus Baron Corbin. I couldn't, couldn't care less. Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley, do not care. Roman Reigns, Shane McMahon, do not care. Triple H, Randy Orton, eh, it'll be fine. But the big one, the 50-man battle royale. It's going to be a cluster. Why even make that a thing? Yeah. I. No, I, I agree. Yeah. Uh, I mean, biggest heel turn it, like I said if I was not on a wrestling podcast this pay-per-view does nothing for me and that's not even mentioning the the absolute um, disagreeance I have with why this pay-per-view is even a thing right well and, and I'm I'm right there with you big heel turn on this one again if we weren't a wrestling podcast I would have almost no intrigue to this show but did you know Steven did you know that this show's going to be as good or better than WrestleMania? Did, did you know no, that? they've only told me like 40 gajillion times. I know. I'm sorry. I don't mean to depress you over this. You, you seem to have gotten very solemn about this whole thing. It's, um, it's just like after after what happened at Money in the Bank, Yeah, seeing this as the next pay-per-view, it's like, WWE, what the hell are you doing? Man? Right. Like, this is, this is not, this is like just objectively not, a good idea. Goldberg <laughs> Goldberg versus Undertaker is something of a spectacle if we were like if this was 15 or 20 years ago. Yeah, I mean it'll be fine. It'll be it'll be decent. Both yeah. guys will look decent, I'm yeah. sure. Um, you know, but just as as a fan, uh, this only really comes off to me as a money grab. They're yeah. not telling the the casual viewer on that's tuning into USA that they're even going to Saudi Arabia. Yep. They're telling you that it's in Jeddah. Yeah, because they they think that they don't think of you enough to know that Jeddah's in Saudi Arabia, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I mean, I, I hate that I'm putting down this pay per view and burying it. I am I 100 percent am not burying anybody that's on this card specifically. I'm some of them. <laughs> I, I mean, I think that all the guys who are going to be competing, they're there to make their living, right? 100. percent Yeah, 100. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, this is, is nothing more than a controversial, blatant money grab by WWE on a consistent basis to fill their pockets and make sure that their quarterly earnings look good when they have to report back to investors. Yep. And it just comes off really distasteful, especially in light of the events from last year with, uh, with that journalist, uh, Mr. Khashoggi. It just it's, yeah. it's all just puts a really sour taste in my mouth. Yeah, so, I, I really kill. wasn't going to mention that uh but i'm glad you did uh because i've been thinking about it and that's pretty much the biggest reason i'm heel turning on this just because yeah. i don't want to get too political but i i can't support that yeah big so big heel turn here on yeah. super showdown from us here at headlock talk mm-hmm. uh but let's not let's not be sour no 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 don't us dare be sour yeah hour is for headlock talk so so let's feel the power okay and there's nothing more powerful than getting questions from you guys the listener it is time for our mailbag section we appreciate you (laughs) listening in so far but let's dive right into this mailbag here and give you guys some shout outs thank you for your questions this week so let's start with uh, get clotheslined on Twitter. They are at clotheslined with two D's on the end. And the, these are guys who who gave us the stone cold joke. Yeah, last, last week. <laughs> yeah, 
Love uh, you guys. W- wonderful, wonderful uh, company here. They they make great shirts, by oh. the way. So big shout out to Clotheslined with two Ds. Uh, they uh, they ask. It seems Johnny Gargano can't successfully defend a title in NXT. Mm. D- damn. Yikes. Uh, what could be next for him now that he's lost yet another big match? Um, I think we're gonna see a trifecta. I hope that they go for maybe like an Iron Man match kind of thing. Maybe him and Adam Cole go for a full hour to kind of be the rubber match. Perhaps it ends in a draw and Adam Cole retains the title. And maybe one Mr. Tommaso Ciampa shows up. Yeah. Maybe. I, I mean, honestly, right now, um, I don't know, Jargon- Johnny Gargano kind of transcends, like, wins and losses, in my opinion. Mm. Uh, just because... I think so. You know, if he if he lost his last five matches, I'm still going to tune into his sixth match because it's going to be great. Right. You know, and so what what's next for him after this big loss? Dude, anything. Yeah. Because he's so good that even after this, you can just push him. You know, and I really think they're with Johnny uh, with his knee injury. I think they're really just going to try to ride it out until Champa can come back mm. and really build a storyline with him. Mm. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, anything, man. Yeah, anything. I think I think Gargano can do a, a whole lot of things here. I think he's got a lot of creative freedom mm. uh, with Triple H because you know, I mean, he's Triple H's guy right now. Um, you know, so whatever they want to do with him. I, I, th- I think that he can do whatever he wants in NXT personally. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, th- I think he will have to rebuild himself and rebuild his stock, uh, especially considering uh, he did just lose that title. Mm-hmm. But I think we're going to be seeing another uh, triumphant story mm-hmm. here for Gargano yep. uh, here in the near future. Um, so thank you for your question, uh, Clotheslined. Yeah, thank you, guys. Um Mike Charlotte, of course. Good uh, friend Mike Charlotte. Our good friend Mike Charlotte on Twitter asks, is there any reason to watch Super Showdown? It's basically a million-dollar house show. Oh, snap. Yeah, that's some hot fire. Um, Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, if you just listen to what we just discussed. I don't necessarily disagree with you. I don't disagree at all. Uh, we, We are all on the same page here with you, Mike. So to answer your question, is there any real reason? The reason is because we do this show. <laughs> that for me, I mean, <laughs> I, if you if you wanted to to be nice, you could say the reason is to watch Finn Balor Andrade, but really that would be the the only real reason in my eyes. Mm, for sure, he he follows up. Mike does, and and again he's Mike JC eight two one on Twitter. Uh, he also asks, is Drew McIntyre dead in the water again? This might just be as bad as the Chosen One BS uh, from a few years back, I think he's referring to. Uh, now he's just following a man around again <laughs> instead of being <laughs> endorsed by one. Um, it saddens me a lot. It, it saddens me too, Mike. I think he did look a lot stronger when he was just a monster. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I think he's uh, you know, he's going to have to do some work. Yeah, I mean, I've I've said it on the show before. I'm not the biggest fan of Drew McIntyre. Um, I don't think he he comes across uh, very well, in, in my opinion. I know a lot of people like him, and I know I'm in the minority, but I'm gonna stand on that hill. Um, so I'm not the biggest fan. Um, I, I would I don't know. I'd like to see him pushed in a different way. I, I don't. Yeah. I I really I just agree. don't like uh, this like. Ah, I'm mean, yeah. and I can beat you. I'm the Scottish, the, the Scottish like, psychopath. It it just really doesn't work for me, and 
it's really sad because Drew McIntyre is really, really talented. Yeah. I, I just think they're pushing him in a really strange way mm-hmm. and uh, really just doing him no favors recently. Uh, Mike follows up, do we need more standalone takeovers? Uh, yes. Do, do we need them? I, I would say uh, yes, please. I mean, well. I mean, I do mean, we need them? No. Y- yes and no. Do, do I want them? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. A- absolutely, yes. I do want more standalone takeovers. Do we need them? I think it's a matter of maybe perhaps to your point here, the heart grows fonder maybe mm. with with the the distance here. Yeah, yeah. And I think that might also be what AEW is trying to go for is four main pay-per-views a year, some yeah. minor pay-per-views here and there. I wouldn't necessarily mind that approach from NXT, but I think NXT has a lot of good things going on. Yeah, so, I just don't want them to oversaturate uh, right. with, with too many pay-per-views. You know, uh, NXT's roster is a lot smaller right. than, than the main roster, and, and for good reason, you know. So I just don't want them to, to really oversaturate. No, for sure. And and thanks again for your questions, Mike. That's again MikeJC821 on Twitter. Um, he also has, uh, Mike does a, a wonderful wrestling blog, so visit him on Twitter to check that out. He's also now also writing for the Brain Busta radio blogs. So uh, awesome job, Mike. Congratulations. Yes, That's congrats, fantastic. Um, I, I want to answer this one. Hold on. Let me see. Yes. It is this one. So we we get this question from Last Draft Standing, who's at Last Draft Stand on Twitter. And they ask, yeah, hey guys. Uh, They ask, is there a wrestler from Double or Nothing you weren't really familiar with prior, but are really looking forward to seeing more of now? Tanner? Mm, um, I really liked the six-woman uh, tag team match, mm. the, the Japanese women's tag team match. I thought all those ladies were great. I was not familiar with any of them prior mm-hmm. to the start of that match. And um, I really look forward to seeing them help flesh out the women's roster for AEW. For sure, yeah. Uh, the The big standout for me was uh, MJF, actually. Yep. Uh, he, he has insane heel work. Yeah. It just it's really, really nice. It's not work. even fair. No, it's not even fair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I had never heard of MJF before Double mm-hmm. or Nothing. And after seeing him, yes, please give me some more because he, he's pretty great. <laughs> um, uh, we'll, we'll get a – so Queen, the Queen of NE on Twitter earlier asked Moxley on Jericho's pod. Uh, all the info was revealed. Thoughts? Kind of answered uh, that. We, we answered that one yeah. uh, earlier. Um, and um, I think – feel like he got a lot off of his chest for yeah. sure yeah I'm, I'm really happy for him and I'm, I'm i'm really happy that he did that because he um as he put it on another podcast he was getting a lot of the venom out he didn't want to be yeah. super negative to wwe anymore he just needs to do his thing let's let's keep in mind his wife still works for the company mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh so it's good for him that he kind of let out a lot of that uh frustration yeah but um i, I do uh, I, I do think that it was for the best of this. It was kind of a one-off where he got everything just unloaded. For sure. Yeah. Um, Anthony and Alex had a bit of a silly question here. It's not silly. It's quite a serious question um, <laughs> that kind of spiraled out into its own thread on Twitter here. They they initially, um, again, that's Anthony and Alex on Twitter. They're at AA Talk Stuff on Twitter. They asked, is communism an inherently flawed system of government or can its lack of practical success be placed on the individual who rose to power in it? Um, uh, it, that's a deep question, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. we're not typically a, a political podcast no. by means. No, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give my opinion on, on, uh, the form of government that is communism. 
uh, communism doesn't work because humans are inherently flawed. I, th- I, I tend to agree with that. Yeah. Um, I, I think in a more practical sense, um, I think that there are aspects of, of socialism that can work, mm-hmm. particularly within uh, uh, community structures where you need people like a police force, yeah, or, yeah. like a fire department, like your mailman. Healthcare. Healthcare would be another form mm-hmm. in which I think it, it, it has perks. Yeah. Um, I'm personally more of a, a, a more left-leaning libertarian with some socialist tendencies myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you're, you're more pre- of a right-leaning uh, yeah. libertarian. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, I don't have any problems with certain aspects of, 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 of socialism, but it, it, it is true uh, humans are inherently flawed. Yeah. And that, Communism on paper is great. On paper, <laughs> but in practice, it's it has never worked and will never work because of mankind. Yeah, for sure, so, for sure. Um, let me see here. There's a couple. Great question, though. Thank great, you. Great, great question. We we like some some deep thinking. Yeah, questions. some random questions. Again, I appreciate it. Our mailbag does not have to be wrestling related. Yeah, which Anthony and Alex are proving right now. You can ask us anything. Mm-hmm. We will, we will help answer it to the best of our abilities here. Um, pro wrestling fanatic on Twitter at five star match asks, "What can WWE do to make its product better when AEW debuts on TNT?" Well, it's not calling up NXT guys. I can tell you that for sure right now. No, uh, my and main that, thing, and that's for the benefit of NXT, not because I don't want good wrestling yeah, yeah, on yeah, TV. Yeah, for sure, I just don't trust Vince at all. No, I don't want any NXT call-ups, but I do think one thing that they could do to directly compete with AEW on Tuesday nights is uh, make NXT on TV. Mm. Put it on TV. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of nice to have it not be... like. I mean, I, w- I would... Uh, what's the best way of putting this? If, if you took that third hour off of Raw... Mm. And I think they've attempted this before, but if you took that third hour and was just like, okay, well, we'll take the third hour and we'll make it NXT mm-hmm. on Monday nights. Dude, I'll watch it. Yeah. 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 And it would probably be more to the benefit of Raw because you're not having to watch a three-hour show anymore. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that could help. A little bit more exposure to NXT would be a, a big help. Yeah. From, um, from an from an NXT fan standpoint, I, I would like it to stay on the WWE Network. Yeah. And... Because I like being able to have access to all of it yeah. at, at once. But from a business standpoint, it definitely makes sense to put it in in front of you know an audience. I think and just from a fan's perspective, too, it's like, okay, well, you know, NXT needs to be the product that directly competes against uh, uh, AEW. They have the quality to do it. So that needs to be your ammunition. Yeah, but unfortunately, Vince seems to think that Raw and SmackDown are directly competing with AEW. Uh, but that's Vince, so, yeah. I mean, what more can you say? Yeah. A uh, couple more questions here. Uh, Chris of the North, dot, 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 Carolina. <laughs> uh, he, uh, they are at uh, Black underscore Baymax8 on Twitter. Uh, AEW, what are some of the things that you do slash don't want them to do to be successful for years to come? I got one. Okay. Keep celebrities as far away from your product as possible. Okay. Yeah. Keep them away. I don't care if it's been done in the past. I don't care if it's been done correctly. Do not do it. It's not... This is a wrestling show. This is not a pop culture segment. This is a wrestling 
show. Mm. Um, I, I think that for AEW, what they need to do is do exactly the things that I think Triple H does to make NXT successful, and that's simply just concentrate on your own product. Yeah. Don't even give WWE the main product, at least, the time of day to worry about things that are going on because I think they should know already AEW should. I'm going to probably piss a lot of people off by saying this. AEW's been putting out the more superior product already. Yeah. Like, like, like you watched Double or Nothing, and then you watch Raw, and you're just severely disappointed by yeah. everything that you're seeing. 100%. What um, did it take Raw, like, what, what was it, 45 minutes? Over 45 to minutes to have a match. And it was Shane McMahon versus a cousin of Roman Reigns. The, the company is called World Wrestling Entertainment. What am I watching? Why is this on my TV? I don't know. You dude. take 45 minutes to put a wrestling match on a wrestling show? Well, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, why? No, I agree. So, if I was AEW, I would just concentrate on doing my own thing. Don't worry about what WWE's doing. Just, you know, keep the wheel in the right direction. Absolutely. That's what I would do. Yeah. Um, let me see here. One last question. I'm looking for it right now here, digging through the bag. <laughs> Um, Why Man Podcast on Twitter, they're at Why Man Podcast One asks, assuming CM Punk shows up at all, uh, I'm sorry, shows up at all out, rather, how would you book him if you were AEW? Hmm. Um, I think the obvious one here for me would be to put him up against Kenny Omega. Yeah. Because uh, I think that's the dream match that people have been clamoring for for a long, long time. Yeah. Uh, I think it's an easy one to make. I think you can build that feud for some time to come. You know, Kenny's been going around calling himself the best bout machine. CM Punk was calling himself the best in the world. I think both men have a lot to prove in that feud. Yeah. No, I think that'd be really cool. And you could do like a, like a dynamic where... I don't know if CM Punk would be down for this because he hates WWE, but... Um, you could do like a dynamic where CM Punk comes in and he's like, I was the big bad in the biggest, baddest promotion in the world. Yeah. I am the best, you know, all that. It could definitely be a pretty cool storyline. For sure. For sure. Well, that's all from our mailbag this week, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. It was a pleasure to be here with you guys today. It was a pleasure to be here with you, Steven. Yes. Always. Always. <laughs> um, don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, we are now a part of Brain Busta Radio. So you can go on to Brain Buster Radio on Twitter. Uh, that's uh, B-R-A-I-N-B-U-S-T-A Radio. Yep. Uh, so check them out on Twitter. Hit subscribe uh, or hit follow on Twitter. And don't forget to subscribe to um, not only uh, Brain Buster Radio itself, but all the great shows that mm-hmm. are on there. There are some fantastic people. We're, we're a collective of uh, independent podcasts. That, that want to do this for you guys, the listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are super excited to be a part of Brain Buster Radio. So, and we are going to be on there on Tuesdays. Every Tuesday, yep. uh, we will have a little snippet of content for you to, to listen to. Uh, so I really hope that you guys enjoy us there as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so please keep tuning in. Keep uh, Tune into Brain Buster Radio. 
again, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Headlock Talk. If you have uh, questions or just want to give us a shout out or have just some general information, we also have. You can also reach us by email headlocktalk at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, and then don't forget, we are on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and YouTube. Uh, we would appreciate that you hit the subscribe button, so that way you can always get the greatest content. The latest and greatest content, rather. Latest and greatest. Latest, yeah. latest and greatest. <laughs> um, so that way you can get all of that content from us. Hit subscribe for Brain Buster Radio and enjoy those great shows as well. Definitely. Um, some and good guys over there. Some great. And some great gals. Great guys and gals alike. Yep. Um, and we would always, always, always appreciate your feedback. So please leave us a rating on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever. Yep. Um, and and let us know what you think. Let us know what we can do to make the show better. You know, we're always open for uh, your feedback, ladies mm-hmm. and gentlemen. Uh, so, uh, do you have anything else, Stephen? Uh, I just want to say thank you to the listeners. Um, yes, we did just announce that we are part of Brainbuster Radio now. Uh, super, super excited to be on this uh, podcast collective. A lot of great guys in there. A lot of great gals, and uh, it, it really wouldn't be possible without you guys. We we wouldn't have the exposure that we have now and uh we really just i mean without y'all we wouldn't be anywhere so thank you yes sir and and speaking of uh we also announced that we have hit 1,000 followers on twitter so thank you guys so much for always being there for always supporting us we absolutely love and appreciate every single one of you keep tuning in uh keep up the momentum because will only be as successful as you make us be. Yep. So uh, we really appreciate everything that you guys do, and uh, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your weekend. Absolutely. Later, y'all. Later. Kicking it in the sticks or kicking it at home. Lounge in upholstery with a contemporary feel designed for relaxed living with the Brantley Gilbert Collection at Morris Home. Enter online at morrisathome.com slash win for your chance to win a guitar personally autographed by Brantley Gilbert or one of many Morris Home gift cards to upgrade your home today. That's morrisathome.com slash win for your chance to win from Morris Home. Zenni offers prescription glasses starting at $6.95, as well as affordable sunglasses, blue blockers, and more. The best part? Try any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Visit zenni.com today and change the way you buy glasses forever.